Welcome to the PMPA Speaking of Precision podcast, featuring your hosts, Carly Kistler-Miller and Miles Free. Hello, I'm Miles Free, and welcome to PMPA Speaking of Precision, Monday with Miles podcast. Carly Kistler-Miller has joined me today, and we are going to discuss credibility accounting. Welcome, Carly. Thank you, Miles. Credibility accounting. What the heck is that? I think I think you're starting to make up things again. Are you okay? So here's a question. What is the most important asset of your business? Think about it. Is it the real estate? Is it the investment in all that capital equipment? The cash in the bank, right? What is the most value? What is the most valuable in your business? Well, you know I'm going to say your employees, and I don't think that's where you want me to go. We'll, we'll come back to that. I've actually got them <laughs> as either second or third. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So, okay, you're, so you're I, thinking I, In is, Family Feud, I'm at least on the board. You're on the board in Family Feud. Hi, Richard Dawson. <laughs> Dawson. A look at your books can tell you where the money comes from and where it goes, like those employee salaries. And it can show what are your assets and what are your liabilities. So what does it show us your assets? We go through this in finance committee meetings and board meetings at PMPA, and our listeners do at their companies. What is, what are our most precious assets? Well, again, probably not the answer you're looking for because I would say our customers. Customers is actually pretty close. Again, you're oh, on the board. All right. Uh, all right. Again, I'm you're still on the playing. Board. But it's not exactly the customer. Okay. So remember back in the Great Recession, remember car sales dropped, dropped, oh, plummeted yeah. precipitously from the range of 16 to 18 million? And 2009, at the bottom, was just over 9 million cars sold, seasonally adjusted. Yeah, yeah, it was bad. It was 9 million. That's half, maybe a little over half, the previous level. Why did they drop? Well, because of the Great Recession, nobody could afford a car. I'm not sure that affordability was the issue in the Great Recession. No? I'm going to put a little finer point on that. I'm going to say that the Great Recession extinguished demand. Oh, okay. All right. So the big argument, the classic argument in, in economics and in business is supply versus demand and which is more important. And during the Great Recession... All our plants were still able to make parts. Nobody, Russian artillery didn't bomb the assembly lines in Detroit. The plants were still there, but there was no demand. And because there was no demand, we had no business. Right, so our capabilities still existed, just no demand. So that's a great point, and I could totally agree with that argument. So let's go back to your original question, custard is it customer demand? Is that our biggest asset? Customer demand. We're on the right track. So let's think about customer demand. Do I own it? Is customer demand mine? All right, Miles, are you being difficult on purpose? <laughs> it's a feature, not a bug with me, Carly. <laughs> That's true. As we want to really get 
to the exact nature of, of the thing. As suppliers, we do not own our customer demand. The demand belongs to the customer. It's theirs. And they're free to take it anywhere they want. I don't, if it's mine, I'm going to keep it. I'm not going to take it anywhere. Right. Customer can take their demand to any other shop. So it's not mine. Okay. Okay. In fact, that's how we get business. The customers bring their demand to us in the form of quotes. We quote, and then they choose us, right? Right. Okay. So are you going to get to the point here? So the point is, without customer demand, we have no business. The point is the creation, protection of, and provision of goods and services to customers. In other words, preserving demand. That is, in fact, you know, important. We don't own their demand. So why do they give us their demand? Why do they choose us and not the other shop? Um, well, I guess that now you're going to get launched me into my marketing spiel. So you might as well just keep talking. Okay. You've heard me say, we don't really sell parts. We sell time on our machines. Yes. So our machines. No, take that back. The time we have open on our machines for the new demand is our most valuable asset. Is that what you're saying? Nope. I'm still being difficult, Carly. Okay, that's Other boy. folks have open time on their machines, which might be the same machines. They might even be better machines than ours. All right. Then I'm going to go back to employees because other shops don't have the talented people. So it's our talented people and what they know and their experience. Is that the most valuable asset? It's second or third, like I said. What's ah. first? Okay. On behalf of our listeners, I give up. What the heck is, is our business's most valuable asset? Carly, your marketing inner marketer is going to just jump out of that chair. Okay. It's our personal credibility. It is the customer's faith and trust in us that we will do what we agreed to do. We're the counterparty. They don't want counterparty risk. That's why they don't do business with people or companies that they don't like and that we don't like, we don't do business with. Don't trust, don't. Okay, okay, I get it. Um, I'm calling you out here. You're a little sneaky, making me think this was a business question, but it's not. It is a marketing question, and our reputation is really the driver behind our brand, our brand promise, and our messaging. But if our reputation goes to hell, so does our marketing effectiveness. Exactly. Reputational risk, credibility risk. Our credibility, the belief of our customers that we will deliver what they ordered to their print and specification, packaged correctly, and delivered on time. That is the real asset the real thing that's behind our business. Everything else is, it's just fulfillment. So back to my original question, how do we account for our company's biggest asset, our reputation? Well, when you try to sell your company, that's covered in goodwill, right? I can agree with that. The fact that you can get any offer above resale or scrap value of your equipment and inventory is a measure of your reputation. It's a measure of your credibility. Now that I think about it, that is only determined at the time you close the business. We need indicators that we can use in real time to assess our status for our 
in quotes, most valuable asset. So having repeat business, that's a good start. That, that is a great start. So, so welcome, welcome on board the new ride, Carly. So <laughs> Eventually is having, I get there. Yeah, so is having a reasonable backlog or a growing backlog as new work comes your way. So long lead times, that's a sign of high demand. They can be as long as they aren't a sign that you're not getting the work out or that there are shortages of necessary materials or supplies, and that's holding you back. All right. Now you you have. You've set my marketing brain on fire. So unsolicited new business because of existing customer referrals. Ding, 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 ding. Okay. Increase in item count with existing customers. Ding, 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 ding. Um, Publicity. uh, Attention from the press. Ding, 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 ding. Being the supplier of choice. Being the employer of choice. Okay, so now I'm going to go back to your original question. How do we account for these on those financial reports that we look at monthly? That's really a great question, Carly. It may be a non-cash item if we're going to go into accounting speak, but really there are some clues on how your company or your performers value it by the extraordinary things that they might do in order to keep a promise to ensure a timely delivery. Could be they pay premium freight. You don't have a big budget for it, but if your performers were empowered to spend premium freight to make sure it got there on time, that's an investment in your reputation, an investment in credibility. Investments in training, I say, help establish that credibility and reputation so your people can better do what is needed. And every time we go into a lobby, we see a a plaque ISO 9001, TS, QS, AS, all these quality certifications and quality systems, their sole purpose is to give your production system credibility to a recognized standard. Oh, okay. I know one. We had a member that when obtaining the material was next to impossible and they flew in the stainless steel bar stock from Switzerland for a medical part. That wasn't cheap. <laughs> no, I, it still blows my mind. They flew it in, but that was an investment in credibility and a lesson to everyone involved that that company is truly committed to its customers and its mission. Absolutely, and I'm not surprised to see that company posting. They've got excess work, and can somebody offload some of the work they have on that equipment because their credibility is showing up loud and clear on that financial report. That commitment is the creation, protection, and provision of goods and services to customers. That's the object of our business. So as marketers, all right, we know we have to protect our our company's reputation and image, but what you're talking about, this idea expands it to all management and and all the performers. So, because we're gonna be judged by our actions, each and every one of them, And any action that does not promote a successful outcome for our customers, not our company, can can destroy our credibility or our reputation or our customer demand, as you mentioned. Yeah. If it wasn't for copyright issues, I'd have Joe cue up the video from the police, Every Breath You Take. But let me just quote the lyrics. Every breath you take and every move you make, every bond you break, Every step you take 
I'll be watching you. Yeah, that went from a love song to a stalker song and now to a very appropriate business song. It's a business song. About credibility. About credibility. (laughs) That wraps up today's podcast on Credibility Accounting. Thank you for joining us. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. You don't want to miss one. For additional information, please visit pmpa.org, where you can also search for articles, webinars, more podcasts, and other resources. And if you aren't already taking advantage of a PMPA membership, be sure to check out pmpa.org to see the myriad of other benefits. And why is a PMPA ship member... (laughs) And why is a PMPA membership important, Miles? Because Because we are are better together. together. Don't forget to join us next Monday on Speaking of Precision Monday with Miles.